In part two of Learning Outcome 3, we're going to be considering the tools and techniques which can be used to help us understand the context of the project. We'll also be examining some of the legal and regulatory environments and how that can impact projects and their ultimate success. Let's now consider some of the factors that may influence our project. We've already discussed that project work is associated with novelty and uncertainty in the context of an unknown future. And that uncertainty can arise from a number of sources. It's important that we understand this because it could add time or cost into our projects. Our project will have its own success criteria in terms of cost, time and quality, and it will need to deliver this scope on time to its particular stakeholders. The project sits then within an organisational context of business as usual, which may have additional impacts on the project. And the organisation sits within a broader context, which also may have impacts for our project. So let's consider what some of those may be. There may be impacts from emerging markets due to rapid industrialisation or growth. There may be new entrants into the competitive landscape that we need to take account of. New innovations may have occurred in technology, which may allow our project to run faster or indeed may render products we're intending to deliver as obsolete. There may be changes in patterns of consumer behaviour. For example, these days, customers expect a lot more choice and more rapid lead times. Or there may be changes in some of the sociological behaviours, such as a desire no longer to go to the high street, but preferences to buy online. And all of these things can impact our project. There will also be things such as political or legislative change that we're required to comply with, or economic change. And all of these things will add potentially cost or time to our projects. So it's important that we understand these and are able to draw out any risks that may arise from them. We're now going to look in detail at three tools that can help us understand the external environment. The first of these is the PESEL tool. The second is called the SWOT tool. And the third tool is the VUCA tool. The PESEL tool is a prompt list. It allows a structured approach to assess the project context and is typically used early in the life cycle when we're looking at the business case. It's often used as part of a brainstorming session whereby you bring in the right stakeholders to examine all the potential risks that could impact your project. The PESEL acronym stands for political factors, economic factors, sociological factors, technological, legal and environmental factors. So let's think about those. Political factors may include changes in central or local government. These could be changes that perhaps affect capital expenditure on projects, and it would be important to understand these as we go along. It also might relate to changes in government, and you'd need to understand whether there would be implications for perhaps funding or direction if a government change occurs. Economic factors relate to everything about money, and the essential economic backdrop, be that inflation, interest rates, growth. And if you have a change in exchange rates, for example, that may have implications for pricing by your suppliers, which in turn may add cost into your organisation. Sociological factors concern themselves with changes in human behaviour. 
and they'll include things like stakeholder attitudes as well as cultural aspects. Technological factors could be things like emerging technologies, new technologies that are available to you, which could indeed speed up your project or have implications about whether products you have are obsolete. And then there are legal factors that have to be complied with. There might be health and safety legislation, work legislation, a whole range of legislation that we need to comply with. The project manager doesn't need to be the expert, but they do need to know where to go to make sure they understand these factors. And lastly, environmental factors. These will include things like green issues or the impact potentially on flora and fauna, often very important in building um, projects where impact assessments may need to be taken to understand the impact on the local wildlife. These things can all cost, cause extra cost and extra time. So this tool is a very useful tool at the outset to make sure we understand those risks. It also then can provide confidence to our stakeholders that we have considered all the factors and therefore might make it easier to secure appropriate funding. We're now going to look at the SWOT tool. The SWOT tool is a strategic planning technique and it's used to help identify strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats related to business competition or project planning. Typically, the strengths and weaknesses will be internally focused, whereas opportunities and threats are more future focused and relate to the external environment. Strengths is an area that's often overlooked. For example, if you were looking to develop a new product, you might find that you had internal expertise that would be very beneficial to the development of the product and may avoid you having to go out to the marketplace to buy in that expertise. Conversely, a weakness may be that if you were actually going out to a joint to create a new venture in a new marketplace, you might find that you lacked certain expertise. Failure to recognise this can result in a kind of corporate blindness and could result in you potentially under, underpricing your product, which could have disastrous effects. By looking at threats, we understand negative impacts that could occur to your project. And by doing this, we can plan responses to those that might include things like mitigation of the risks, or perhaps we would decide to ensure the risk so we transfer the responsibility for that risk to an outside party. Or we may take action to avoid the risk. But by understanding them, we have this opportunity to plan proactive responses that will limit the risk occurring. By contrast, opportunities are those things that actually may enable us to enhance the return on our project. And by understanding these, we can again put plans in place to help us optimise these. The third tool we'll look at is the VUCA tool. This tool can be used to help us understand vulnerable and unpredictable contexts. It again acts as a prompt tool that allows teams to understand the nature of projects and their context so that effective responses can be planned. The APM editors state that VUCA is most usefully used as a way of helping us understand just how messy projects can be. So let's take a look at each of the components. The volatility of a project is all about the rapidity to which things can change. For example, if you were looking to set up a new production plant, perhaps overseas, 
but you understood that there was political instability in the country and maybe a threat of strikes or ongoing issues, then this might impact whether or not you chose to continue with the venture in that country. Uncertainty relates to the extent to which we can predict events. And this is often as a result of operating in volatile environments. To mitigate against this, we need to understand the, these events and plan responses for them. Typically, we'll do this by having risk management sessions where we identify any risks and their impact. Complexity looks at the number of components in a project and the relationships between those. If we think about our 2012 example of the London Olympic Games that was used earlier, this was a highly complex project with a huge plethora of different stakeholders, including government ministers, members of the public, various stakeholders that were providing supplies, such as construction engineers. And it needed to be handled very carefully so that it ultimately could deliver return on investment. In these situations, it may sometimes be appropriate to buy in expertise to understand the complexity of the environment and to limit the risk of that environment. And lastly is ambiguity. Ambiguity is about the extent to which different things can be interpreted differently by different people. Ambiguity is often seen as the enemy of the project. Let's take, for example, a government statement. For some people, that may be interpreted as a green light, perhaps to start a project, a capital expenditure project. But we need to make sure that there aren't perhaps other governance hurdles that need to be gone through. The best way of mitigating against ambiguity in a project is by having strong stakeholder management and strong risk management. Also, using a portfolio or programme management view will also help to mitigate the negative effects of ambiguity. Finally, we're going to take a look at the legal and regulatory environment in which projects operate. A project manager is not expected to be an expert in these areas, but they do need to have an understanding of the legal and regulatory environment in which they operate. And this will include a range of different things from working conditions to governance requirements, health and safety, contract legislation. Or if we're thinking in terms of the public sector, there are often some very specific rules governing access to information. These things need to be planned into the project because compliance with these things will typically have an impact either on time or cost or indeed both. Let's take a look at a couple of these in more detail. So let's think about working conditions. There may well be safety regulations that the project manager is required to comply with. This will take time and resource. There may be a requirement to provide them with protective equipment. All of these things can can add to the cost of a project. Should we fail to do this, and then there's an accident on site, there could be damage to both our reputation and indeed, ultimately, to the, the project itself in terms of its continuation. It could, in fact, be stopped. There will also be things we need to comply with to make sure effective risk management takes place, and there'll be laws that govern this. Failure to do so could have significant impacts on the wider environment. Let's take an organisation that's operating in the chemical industry and that there's a chemical spillage. 
there will be particular protocols that need to be followed to minimise that, and failure to do so quickly could result in an even bigger impact from the risk. There will also be governance things that are required to be followed. These may be internal to the organisation or external. We need to make sure that we follow the right processes and standards and that we make sure that change control is always followed in accordance with any guidelines set out. Again, any of these things not followed will add to cost or time. And lastly, we might like to think about sustainability. Increasingly these days, there is a requirement both environmentally and operationally to take account of sustainability. This will impact things like the life of a product. And if we don't do this, we can lose reputation in the marketplace and ultimately disappoint people. So it's important to see how we have a responsibility to understand the legal and regulatory environment.